Hello and welcome to the first ever BAS Fantasy Football Podcast. I was thinking about a new way of things that we can kind of get together in terms of uh, content, and, and, and quite honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of writing and sitting down and thinking about all the cool things that we do throughout the course of the season. So, you know, for most of you nowadays, I think podcasts is a, a form of content that is, um, you know, acceptable. A lot of people are listening to more of it, trying to get fantasy advice from listening to podcasts. I'm sure you all have your favorites, so why not do one for this league? I mean, it's the seventh season. Things are going crazy, you know, we're all busy with life and what life has to throw at us every single day, and it's it's not really that great in some cases, but, you know, for the most part, can't complain, right? So, with the podcast and what we're going to do throughout the season, if everyone likes what comes out of this for this episode, is basically I'm going to take members of the BAS League, schedule 30-45 minute interviews throughout the season, and what we're going to do is talk fantasy football. We're going to talk about the highs and lows of your team. We're going to talk about how shitty it is to get crappy draft picks and how shitty it is to have injuries and, you know, the stupid things that Alex will do or the dumb trades that DJ might offer you throughout the course of the year. And whatever the case may be, you know, just kind of shoot the shit and then share it with everyone else and see what comes out. You know, maybe if this becomes a thing, we continue to do it. So, you know, that's my introduction. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, I thought, who is the best guest to bring on the show for, for, the first, for the first episode? Who has been in the BAS League since its inception, causing havoc, doing analysis after the draft every year, making all types of crazy offers that in his head feel as though they're acceptable, right? What, if we're going to talk about what it feels like to set up the draft and deal with all the emails that come in and the questions and, and the logistics of everything, getting things organizing, setting a time and a date, and all the bullshit that you have to deal with when running a league, I thought, well, for most of you guys, you know that there's another league that's going on now. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's a, We're in our third season now, and it's a dynasty league, and... You know, one of my one of my good buddies and you know one of our good friends is uh, doing doing a great job running the league. You know, and it's and it's a it's a, <laughs> you'll see it's a lot to uh, to take on. So I thought you know as we kick off for the first episode, we might as well bring in you know our our commissioner from the uh, league of extraordinary gentlemen. Oh, I've really really fucked that up. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do the trim ship, but we're not gonna do it for this for this episode. I would like to introduce everyone to Daniel John Begley. Daniel, DJ, welcome to the show. You know, it's it's truly an honor to be here. Um, you gave me uh, such a great build-up. Uh, you gave me uh, such a great aura. Um, I really appreciate your aura. thoughts uh, on, on my trades. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I really, really find it sad all of a sudden. I was sitting here thinking... It's really gonna be a bummer not to get your 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 emails that just just you pour your heart out onto these pages, you know. Take a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> so so it'll be interesting to see how that transitions. I know a lot of us really look forward to reading them. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm really excited to get this down um, because I think it's it's a cool idea. I think it's something we can all have fun with. Um, I think it's it's gonna help 
our smack talk because if you get the right week where someone said let something fly, then then that's oh, how. Oh, trust it's, uh, me. I mean, I, I'm strategically thinking about where we're gonna place uh, people based off how the how the season's working out. So if uh, someone has uh, a very crappy team or you know dealing with some uh, adversity, then we'll we'll 100% have them on this week. Obviously, if uh, plans and kids and wives and everyone agree to that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, surely if this doesn't pan out, right, we would uh, we would go back to doing some type of newsletter. And I always have ideas that I, that I think you know come themes throughout the course of the season. But like to me, this is something new. This is fresh. This is digital age technology. Let's you know let's let's do this shit, right? So, I mean, let's be honest. It's easier than writing down. We can just record ourselves. Yeah. And if nothing else. We can just record ourselves maybe once or twice, uh, two times, you know, just to make sure we can talk enough trash on everyone just to, to really get them listening. Yeah, and I, and I wonder how, you know, what is it today? We're, we're, we're recording this on a Monday evening. Yeah, the best day of the week. Um, so I don't know how much trash talking we're going to get into just now, but I'm sure there's going to be a couple funny things that come out of this. I mean, you know, when you think about it, right, we have... Two drafts, right? We both do different drafts, different styles of drafts. You know, with the BAS League, I think it is one of the most important, fun, greatest things to do a live draft. And, you know, I hope we can always keep doing that. I mean, from every year ordering, like, the draft kick to setting the dates to doing all of those things, to me, that's, like, the best thing. There's always some bullshit that occurs day of, no matter how much you're prepared or planned or anything along those lines that you have to kind of deal with or take a shot or two or three or five with Josh, right? Yeah. Or, you know, listen to Frank give his advice from the top of the uh, of the balcony in terms of where he's always sitting and whatever he's planning on drafting Tom Brady. But, you know, when it comes down to it, the draft is one of the most important parts of the fantasy season, right? I mean, it's one of the most exciting things. There's an entire industry right now dedicated to just people getting to draft. They can draft and draft and draft all the way up to the beginning of the season for anywhere from a dollar to people are spending hundreds of dollars a pop just on these best ball leagues where they can just draft because they think they're the better drafter and, and just go from there. So it's really, it's the most exciting day. Getting to that is the biggest pain in the ass as a commissioner, but it is, <laughs> it is the most exciting day of the year, draft day. I mean, except for the only more more day might be exciting, and even then, I don't know, is that day, like, you get to lift the trophy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, draft day to me is just, it's everything. You, you just count down the days. It's kind of like the, the end of the summer, the kickoff of the season. Everyone gets together. Everyone's in great spirits. Everyone's pumped. You know, everyone has their different ways of strategizing or, or not strategizing, right, or reading it the day before, like some people who have actually won this league, right, in, in terms of trophies, who I think had one of the best celebrations ever because we rained uh, dollar bills down on his head. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean I, you we know, made I mean, it rain. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 just, it's just a fun day. I mean, and it's, you know, honestly, with as crazy as life is and as busy as everybody is in, in everything that they're doing, like knowing that we can have that one day where we all get together, like buddies just having a good time, drinking, drafting, doing all that stuff is great, but... To your point, is frustrating as fuck, right? <laughs> it is so frustrating, right? Because you have people that are super opinionated. You have people that 
are great and pay you on time and adhere to the rules and maybe make a, a suggestion or two but are completely humble about it. Then you have what I call the people that, well, they don't, they don't pay attention. They don't, you know, they're not sure what's going on. I mean, in, in your league, you know, I'm sure you have a couple of those folks, right? You know, in, obviously in, in our league, I mean, there's, there's people that do the same thing. So um, it's frustrating, right? So let's, let's get into some of that some of that, that frustration, right? So, I'll start with you. Okay. okay. You've now had, this is the third season yes. of LOEG. Yeah. Right? We've done the big draft. Big draft was a success. You know, everyone's pumped getting into it, doing, you know. I mean, it was a success just getting it done. But let's right. be real. It, getting through that, that was, that was tough. Because getting people together with our lives and stuff is just a pain in the ass. Very true. So... Now with the draft going forward, right? We only draft rookie players, mm-hmm. right? We just you know five draft rounds. happens five rounds. Sounds so easy, right? Right. How easy is that, DJ? How easy is it to get that connection in terms of all right? Here's the date. Here's the time. Guys are all going to be there. Sign on. No big deal, right? Sounds. It sounds easy, and then you remember some of us um, mistakenly chose um, careers in things that don't go according to your normal. I like to call them nine to fivers. Nine so, to fivers. So you, you don't get that. Um, you then have to account for some of us have families now, so we have to account for kids and what's going on with their lives. Account for some of us have uh, significant others or spouses. More importantly. And um, you have to get clear from them, because otherwise, your your draft's going to be miserable, because you're going to think the whole time, I'm going to really hear about it when I get home. Or, you know, you don't get to do any prep, because any time you open up a laptop, say, to do any sort of homework, you get you get the side eye, and you know, you know the side eye, you're married now. I mean, I know I know the side eye, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I do my, my prep in secrecy. Right? <laughs> there, are, there are ways to, to prep. And take notes and, and listen, and I think what we're doing right now is is my way of doing that, right? I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts to and from work. You know, I listen to podcasts if I'm if I'm sitting in the house doing you know doing nothing, and you know she's cooking dinner and I'm upstairs ironing or doing something. But like to me, that's like where I start going into the season, understanding who's where, what people are saying about it, what analysts are saying about it. You know, and then I would say probably about. Two weeks prior is when two three weeks prior is when I start getting into okay here's who I want to target by that time I know what my draft pick is I start doing mock drafts all of those things right but can we talk about mock drafts no they're they're so they're so useless stupid <laughs> stupid <laughs> stupid stupid there is no reason if you are part of the BAS league that you should do a mock draft because as you all know. It never pans out the way that you think. You can draft the same player in 15 different variations of drafting, and you won't even come close to getting that player in our league. Like, to me, and, and to me, that's, like, one of the, the cool parts of the league. Everyone has their own favorite players, where they want to draft certain players, where they want to draft certain positions, all those things. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a clusterfuck. And I think it's one of the challenging parts about the draft, because, you know, by the time we get, get to the draft board and do all that stuff, like... A lot of us are already kicked in the ass, and you're not even thinking about those types of things, right? So, it's it, it, it's challenging, man. I mean, it it, def, it definitely is. I mean, the the prep up to it, setting the date and everything. I mean, from, from your standpoint, I mean, you had a 
Well, we yeah. added a new twist. Um, right. You know, our, our Dynasty League is turning into a bit of a Brothers League. and, and that, True, yeah. I, I added, you know, a Shelly. One might say a better Shelly. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. He's certainly a more confident Shelly, which I didn't think was possible because Kevin thinks his team is, is the greatest at all times. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's... But uh, he went ahead and moved himself across the country... So we have to take in a new time zone to account to uh, go Yeah, we back. got Pacific time to deal with now, right? So we got a three-hour delta that we need to, in addition to figuring out a time with everyone, you have to now accommodate for Brendan. Yeah. But he's actually pretty He's actually pretty good, yeah. right? I feel like it's... He's already made some moves already. I, I, I feel like he's yeah. got a good grasp of what he's doing. He's all, yeah, that's, it's, that's great. I mean, to, to me, I think he's, he's a good addition to the league. He's, uh, you know, he'll make, he'll make it work, but... He may actually be here for our draft. Really? So he's, uh, okay. We, we put in some groundwork. I don't know. It's He's obviously getting married that weekend, so we'll... we'll oh! Is that the weekend he's getting married? That is the weekend he's getting married. Wow. But I think, crazy. I think he's getting married on Saturday, and I don't know if he has some time to, like, before he goes away on his honeymoon. Or if he's not... I don't know if he's going away on his honeymoon right away. Hmm. But we might we might have a, a guest appearance by another Shelly on our draft day. Wow. Two Shelleys in one room. Who will get a word out at Two the Shelleys, end of that conversation? Draft. Two Shelleys, one draft. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, that's hilarious. So, commissioner, right? Yes. Sounds cool. It's got a nice ring to it. You, you can get shorten cool it up. Right? You can get cool shirts. You feel a sense of empowerment, right? You get to make decisions. You get to drive results. Like, what is your favorite part about being a commissioner? In, in your mind, right? What is, what, what is it about being a commissioner and having a league the way you want it and, and, and making sure it's diplomatic and all that stuff? Like, what, what, is, what, what gets you going on being a commissioner? Honestly, what gets me going is uh, pretty much some of the stuff we were just complaining about, to be honest with you, is getting everyone together and keeping everything, everything holding and making sure everyone's having a good time. Like, even... I think the greatest thing I hear is when we've had some teams in the, in the Dynasty League that are just straight in the tank, but they're not like they're not down and out of it. Like they're, they still love the league. Some of them tell me it's their favorite league, which is you know, no offense. Like for everyone that plays a bunch of leagues, man. I mean, yeah, well, I it's mean, ongoing. Yeah, it it's it, ongoing. Just, it just never stops. So it's it to me that's what makes it worth it. That's that's why I do it when I hear something like that or stuff like that. Every once in a while, they tell me I'm doing a good job, which is great to hear because you know feedback's important. But but really, when I hear stuff like "this is one of my favorite leagues" or "this is my favorite league," then then I know I've done a good job, and that's that's like when I uh, at my job if I see someone smile, like if I made their day, then then that's totally worth it to me. So to quote the banner in November, my goal in life is to make sure everyone else is having a good time, right? Pretty much. Hey, that's that's what you got. That's what you got to go by. And I mean, I I completely echo that sentiment. I think getting everyone together. You know, we've all been friends for a number of years, been through a bunch of bullshit, right? But at the end of the day, like, having that, like, time where we're all in one room. Like, how often do we all get in that one room and just be able to bullshit everyone? Once a year. Once a year. It's once. It's literally once a year. So, I mean, that's how important I think it is for for the uh, for the draft day. I mean, yeah. to, to me, and like, you know, on, on, both, on both sides of the fence, right? I mean, it's, So much more than football. Yeah, it, it, it is It is so much more than football. It's 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 the camaraderie, it's it's the bullshit, and that's everything associated with it, right? So, that's the best part, right? I know we've been going off on a tangent, and sorry, everyone, this isn't necessarily going to be edited. I'm not going to go back and take out the ums and the uhs and all the pauses and everything along those lines, but we're just going to keep rolling through it. That's how, that's how we do it on the BAS Fantasy Football Podcast. 
So best part, talked about that. Kind of also talked about all the shitty parts of it too. But what is, what is the worst part, right? Like what is it out of all the crap and, and stuff that you're deal, you deal with from getting a draft set up to throughout the course of the season to all of that? What, what is the, what is the, 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 the shittiest part about uh, being a commissioner? I would say, with the exception of our two chosen friends, um, collecting money is probably <laughs> the. Uh, it's so true. The uh, the worst part about being a commissioner, because you, you you're like it's try it's supposed to be fun, right? But then you're like, dude, pay your money. Come on, just pay. Like, I know you got a paycheck. Like, just just send it off. Do whatever you got to do. Like, it only hurts for a second. Just send the money. You won't even realize it. But the funny part is, like, people like spend that little bit of money. On a, on a bar tab. Or people spend that little bit of money on, you know, um, a night out, right? Like, it, it's it's one... I mean, we're at $100 for your league, right? Yeah. Our league jumped up to 160 You know, think about it, right? Like, what what is that equivalent to? Right? Like, let's break it down. You know, I mean, it, it, it just, it's just frustrating. It's like, you're going to do it. You're going to pay you. You're going to pay me. That money goes into a pot, and we disperse it at the end with the winners. And, you know, so why just just have it ready to go? And, you know, I will applaud Josh and Ben for always being the first ones to pay. Not so fast, my friend. Oh, really? Oh, oh, my oh. God. OG, um, and this is, I'm not, I'm not saying, OG happened to, to let it slip, and I was like, hey, did you, uh, did you uh, get the money? He's like, I think so. So fortunately now, in the grand edge of uh, digital transfers, yes, uh, went back and checked our records, both of us, and we realized there there was a clerical error, and um, so, but as soon as that happened, money was there the the next thirty minutes. So, that's good to know. But that sounds like just a mix up. Cause I yeah, feel, yeah. I feel like Ben. There was there just, was is clearly just money a, in different accounts and ship ship stuff off, and you know, I mean, that's we all got stuff uh, going on. That's that's funny. I never thought that. So when you, and again, I don't think we have to worry about this because we're both commissioners. I think we use the barter system mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, now you owe me sixty I, bucks. Right? I well, actually, I think I owe you a hundred and sixty bucks because my records show I think you paid me before the draft. I paid you before the draft last mm-hmm. year. So no, 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 before this draft. We remember because we've already had our our dynasty draft. Oh yeah, I did. Usually, I'm also a very good payer. You you are yeah. a very good payer. Although usually we are on the barter system. Yeah, no, we usually are on the barter system. And it's huh. weird because there's a couple times I've come in like the the third place, so I, I haven't had to pay. So yes. The barter system has worked out more to my favor at some points. Honestly, the barter system might be one of the things that that I dislike about the BAS league. Oh, I, I say. So this. there's more barters than just me and you. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. I've had I've had a lot of barters. Um, I think I think one year I actually ended up having to pay at the end of it like six or seven hundred bucks with the amount of barters I did. See now, like that's... I bartered my house being painted by Kyle. I took away his dues on what I owed him money wise. I I'm pretty sure I bartered something with Alex or Ben. I'm not going to go into specifics of what I bartered, but you can imagine. Um, right? it's it's uh, gardening. Gardening, yes, yes, definitely. Um. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I owed a lot of money at the end of the one year. That's one of the things. I mean, again, the treasurer collecting all the money is frustrating. Yeah. And, I, and I agree with you. I think, it, I think it's one of the shittiest parts about the beginning of draft. I mean, I, I would at least say with the BAS League, we have a set date. We have a, you know, we pretty much know when it's coming up. 
Um, I don't want to necessarily change the date because people know what's going on. It's a, it can be kind of a tough weekend, but you know, for the most part, I think it, I think it, I think it works, right? Um, so yeah, okay, cool. Let's think. All right, so we talked about least favorite parts. We talked about, yeah, I fucking paid you, huh? That's funny. Now you owe me money then. I do owe you can't money. Get, we can't get to the second part of this uh, of this special until you uh, until you owe me money. So. What we're going to do, I mean, I'm looking at the timer on every, on what we're recording right now, we're about roughly 20 minutes, I know there's some good, there's some bad, and there is some interesting topics being discussed right now. What the way the podcast is going to work is, if you read the email, if you didn't read the email, if you listened to this or you didn't listen to it, the way you're going to find out your draft order is by listening to the podcast. So you at least have to stomach the first part of this podcast, because the second part, intro into the second part, will be the draft order that the lovely Iris took care of again this year with my brother as a witness so we can all make sure that I didn't get the first pick and, you know, whatever that does. Erroneously get the first pick. Does it really matter? I've had the first pick twice in this league, and both times, ready? David Johnson, Adrian Peterson, guess how much they played through that season? I think you got like four games total? I think I got four games total out of two top number one players, right? Or quote-unquote number one players. So it doesn't mean anything. But again... We are going to do a second part of the podcast that's going to talk specifically about where people are placed in the draft, what positions we like to pick, um, what's kind of our draft strategy, things along those lines, but that's coming after that, right? Oh, look, and I just got paid. As we're recording this, I got paid, so it's DJ can know the draft order. We can we can continue. Um so what I want to do for the remaining 10 minutes of this as we kind of think about talking through some of the uh, draft day manifesto items and everything associated with going to some more questions, right? Mm -hmm. So, how do you want to do this? You want to do a, a rapid fire? You, I send you one, you send me one, or you want to take time to think about reading through your questions and go uh, go it that way? I, I like the back and forth nature of it. The back and forth nature of it, okay. Well, I feel as though I've been doing a lot of the talking as I well, typically it's your, do. It's your podcast because it's your league. If you, I am, I mean, I am, league, I am the host of the podcast. I guess I, I do uh, contribute more, right? If you think about other podcasts that you listen to. Um, there's a host. There's always a host. One guy in the conversation bringing in things and stuff. So yeah, I guess I guess that's my role. So, But I want to start with you. Okay. You know, let's, let's, let's think about some of these questions right. that, you, that you have... Uh, and again, I don't know what you're what you're gonna ask, so I'm I'm hoping it's uh. Well, let's see, let's see what's going on here. All right, fire away. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, I do. I want you. My to apologies, first. I misunderstood that. So, how many teams did BAS start out with? The first season. The very first season. The that, I mean, the inaugural BAS season. I do recall. We are now a 12 team league. That right? is true. We had a little bit of a um, challenge with the first the first year, so I believe we had 10. We were a 10 team. Yes. Of which, it of wasn't which. that much trouble. We have eight original members left. That's correct. So. This is easy. Because I wrote about this stuff in, 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 the, in the lovely newsletters that I put together. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say that out of the eight, do you want me to list the eight? Remaining, or the two that have gone. Uh, well, we've had some, some 
some goners. We have so, goners, but from the original. I want to hear you name the eight original, the OGs of the BAS. The OGs of the BAS. Oh my God, this is gonna this is gonna be a little difficult, right? All right, so we have Jeremy. Jeremy's one of the original. Jeremy is Jeremy, the current dong holder. The dong of shamer. So. We still have a debate about what we're doing this year with the Dong of Shame that needs to be addressed, right? Do we still go with the song, or do we still do um, something else, right? So, Jeremy, Dong of Shame owner. Start with, start, with, start with the Dong of Shame owner. Okay. Then myself, yes. right? So that's two. Then um, the other side of the uh, Super Mario Brothers, Kyle. Yes. Right? Okay, Kyle is uh, part of that. Then we have uh, the brothers, right? Pat and DJ. Uh, that's five. The original OG Jew. OG Jew. Jew 2 did not come along in the first season. Jew 2 was not... That's, Jew, that's Jew, how he ended yeah. up as Jew 2. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's Jew 2. Jew Lovely, if you will. Jew Love. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we're at six. Okay, so seven. Uh, this, this, this is kind of where it gets difficult. Because Alex. Alex is a seven. Frank was not. No. no. Brandon. Was Brandon part of the original? Brandon was part of the original. And then the other two fucking douchebags were Peter Yorgi. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Peter Yorgi. Um, he bounced what in the second year. Yep. Right? And then... <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, honestly, I love the kid. Great heart. Great soul. But he was terrible in that season. I recall, I remember he had people on his bench that were starters and people on in his lineup that like he was I think he might have been the only one, maybe Alex, that I had to actually go in and manually tell him. No, no, I didn't manually say line, but tell him. And the motherfucker was like living here, I think. Or we were whatever. But Matt, Kissinger. Kissinger was Kissinger was number ten. You know, and outside of that we uh, lost Eat My Ass, which was he was a great competitor. I, I, I wish Tom never moved out to the West Coast. Maybe he can maybe just slot for him at some point. Right? We got West Coast uh, on LEG. You know, maybe a West Coast on BAS. I, I don't mean, know. It, it's possible. That's that's tough. Or we we increase the difficulty level uh, again and turn it up to fourteen teams. Could we could. could I mean we can definitely do fourteen teams potentially, and that could be a good. I mean I have I have a good um, bench. Of players potentially, so that could be something we bring up at the. That's draft, the important thing right? to have as a commissioner that those, you the, to, the you, brave pitchers. Yeah, well, yeah. it's even more difficult for you, right? So going back in the dynasty, right now, now you're in a situation where you got a team, yeah, a team that you keep mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, get rid of it. I got lucky. Uh, this team was in fairly decent shape, had all of its draft picks. So and and Brandon for this year, he had all his draft picks. He had all his draft picks for this year, and um, he. Uh, he was chomping at the bit. He wanted to be in the original. He was supposed to be in the original. Know. And it just, it, we couldn't get it together for the draft. Huh. Wow. Well, he's in it now. He's in it now. Sounds like he'll be, he'll be part of it for a while. I mean, I, I don't, I, that's he did me a favor. Leaked, right? Speaking no. of my trades, he turned down, uh, I, I offered, I made an offer for Shady McCoy. Yeah. He, he turned it down, saying he's gonna, he's gonna take him and do some things to damage this year. And I was like, okay. Really? Yeah. So, wow. so that worked out. I have a great trade on the table with uh, with you two right now that I'm thinking about, but I don't know. I'm I'm pretty pretty bad at trades in that league. Everyone See, everyone wants my my top players that are gonna be good, and I just don't want to get rid of them. Weird. I uh, um, yeah, that's weird. Well, I, you turned me down. I didn't offer for your top players. Yeah, some I mean, but some some of them, some of your trades are like kind of maybe thinking about it, but the, some of them are terrible. 
Mm. They're just they're just they're just terrible. It's a terrible trade. So let me ask you this so, question, okay. right? Let me, let me let me let me back you up. You know, so you have, I think you're notorious for offering trades throughout the season, right? right? You're all you're always keeping it, keeping it fresh, trying to get you know your 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 team stacked up. Looking at, I mean, I feel as though you're one of the more strategic players, right? I roster bait like yes, nobody's business. Very much so, right? And and you've done well. I mean, in the BS league, you haven't necessarily taken the championship, but like as you mentioned before, you've come in third place a couple of times. <laughs> there have been some. Sometimes they haven't done so well, but you know that might be a question down the road as well. Um, so, when you make a trade, okay, and you're like looking at you're looking at the roster of teams, you're you're figuring out who you want, you're thinking about who who I need in a couple weeks, you know, what goes what goes through your mind in making a trade? What do you feel as though constitutes a good trade from the mind of DJ? Because if I'm if I were to poll the BS league and ask, you know, does DJ make Trades that are uh, reputable trades, or you know, are they one sided? Are they two sided? You know, what, what goes through your mind? Like, what do you, what do you, what is your your thought process? Okay. See, here's the thing, though. Um, I will admit that I may not always send the best offer on the first offer, um, but there's no like, there's no open discussion, and I think the Dynasty League has been good for this because it, it has opened some of us up to practice of trading. Oh I think God. I think we've I think we've gotten better at it because of Dynasty. I think to some originally some people were just scared to make trades because you don't know how it's gonna go. Um, I but the the what drove me crazy. It's I think it's one of the reasons I started the dynasty league is because there would there would be no discussion. It would just be like no, well I don't I don't want to get rid of this guy. All right, well right no count no count no counter whatsoever. Nothing, yeah. So so there there was never any discussion back and and I'm curious like and I would admit that they're not always the greatest. But I'm wondering if if I'm overvaluing like some of my own players, which is possible. People people do that, and then I wonder if no one's like some people aren't paying as much attention as I am. That it's it may not be like a completely unfair offer that I'm making, and you just not might not be interested. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are certain offers that you send and certain trades that have taken place in BAS and LOEG that I think are are completely fair trades, right? I'm not I'm not saying at all, but I mean. But some of those were gotten to through discussion, like... Sure, right, you go back and, like, that's the one thing with LEG is, like, when I get a trade offer, I typically, if I'm interested in the trade, will make a counter to see where that person's at. I mean, I, again, I have not made a ton of trades. Like, I made one trade this year with Trey Burton for my first-round pick. That was that was it. That's all I needed. I wanted a tight end, I, yeah, and I got it, right? Mm -hmm. So, one and done. But, you know, some of the offers you get are just, like, it's insane. Well, there is one insane. notoriously awful... Uh, oh my god, trader! It's awful. In, I mean, but we don't need to talk about that. I comment on it. I comment on this trade. It's like you're a fucking asshole. Stop trading. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm always curious. I don't curious. Even know what to say. I, I do. I comment on it. It's like because it's like it's it's like every fifth trade. So probably about twice a day, I'm commenting on his trades because it's just uh, yeah, it's just it's stupid. Um, but I mean, he did. He just made a big uh, big trade with uh, Meech, right? Meech picking up draft picks. He's notorious for like just. Dumping draft picks. He he goes into each draft pick with like one pick in the fifth no, round every year. He's using it as a strategy for other trades. He sure. He's not going to have any draft picks come next rookie draft. He's, he's another low key roster beater. So. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Uh, where were we at with that thing? Okay, uh, so back so back to trades. You overvalue you overvalue your players. You pay more attention than others. 
I mean... At the same time, I'm also trying not to, like, weaken my team. I'm trying to strengthen my team. So all, you're always trying to get the upper hand. With the initial trade... Originally, I was. Trying to get originally, I was trying to always get the upper hand. I, I think now, especially, again, because of Dynasty, I, I think I'm trying to make... I try to look for something that's more fair and balanced. I would say the greatest trade that ever went down um, with me was one... Kyle tried to take advantage of me for losing a wide receiver in the first week. It was the... Um, Mike Evans, Jordan Matthews for AJ Green trade, and that actually worked out for both of us because yeah. that was the year Mike Evans just blew up, and uh, I took him. He took me quite a, quite a ways. I mean, that's a thing too. Like, I feel like there have been like those trades in BAS that have either like made or break teams. Two right? Year, uh, two years in a row, Golden Tate has made my team get to the playoffs. Last year, I traded for him with a guy that I picked up. And, uh, actually, I think two guys I picked up... Trade to get him? Yeah, I ended up getting him for, uh, it was, uh, it was Nugget. Uh, Jeremy, uh, sent me Golden Tate for Tariq Cohen and some, some other receiver. Um, Tariq Cohen at the time, there was no fault of him, was a hot what? commodity. Yeah, like what? Two games? He was two games, yeah. and, uh, everyone was getting excited about it. So, I mean, it can go in both ways, right? Sure. And, and, and the fact that you continue to make the trades, because I would say in BAS, a lot of trades don't go down. The fact that we have changed the voting process, it's a, I find it's a little bit nicer. Like, in the middle of my day, I don't be like, all right, trade's in, you know. They automatically get accepted, so that's It was that's one of nice, the greatest right? things that happened to the league when we got rid of that stupid, <laughs> stupid, like, you got to be diplomatic. Veto. You're a commissioner. you got to be diplomatic. No, no. you got to make sure that everyone is fucking happy. You listen, right? listen to enough because podcasts. Because if one person is not happy... Are you kidding me? You have to regulate, right? The one, what, do you listen to CBS podcast? They use the regulator theme yeah. music now. Oh, it's awesome. You, ha- you have to think about it. But you, you listen to, to enough to know that vetoes are the dumbest thing in fantasy. No, I agree. I agree. Vetoes away. IR spot added. That yeah. made the, that made the league so much stronger in terms of how how, how we're agreed. Agreed. All right, it was so. better for the league. Okay, so in all of our years, these are like fucking trivia questions. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went and did some homework on the league. Okay, um, okay, I've, I've done I've done some of the homework on the league. Let's see. Okay, in all of our leagues, who or all of our years, who do you think has the best winning percentage? Winning percentage or yeah. like total wins? Mm, winning percentage. How is it factored in? Is it factored in by like total numbers? Wins and losses by total games. It's either it's either Ben or Kyle. Kyle's not even close. No? No. Um, By, it, okay, wins or losses? Yeah. It's Ben or Josh, then. Those, those are the two good guesses. Those are those are the correct guesses. It is Ben. He is. I the, said Ben, right? I yeah, said, yeah, I said yeah, Ben or Kyle, yeah, yeah. right? So I was... Ben has the best winning right? percentage um, coming in at... Uh, he's almost at uh, 600. He's 59, uh, 590 winning percentage. 590 winning percentage. Yep, and Josh uh, is at 585. I swear, we all just need to go get our fucking uh, bar mitzvahs and we'll be better fantasy football players, right? Um, Who do you think has the worst winning percentage? Winning percentage? Yeah. Out of the current? Is, is it current? Uh, it's everyone. everyone. I, did, I did everybody. You did everybody. All 12 members of the league. But, oh, the, yeah. current, but the current? I'm 12. sorry. I did, uh, I, out of the, the 10, because I, I feel like you know, Shelly's okay. like two years in, so... Yeah, I was going to say, how, how do you factor in the variables? Yeah, just, so, just so. the 10. The, t- the 10... Uh, Foundations. It could be you, or it could be um, I don't say Alex because Alex had like a, like the the winning streak. Um, Pat. 
Okay, so one, uh, that was hurtful that you said to me. Well, no, I mean you've had some, you've had some, um, some challenging years. I mean, if I if I recall, I'm trying, I'm trying to go off my uh, my, my data here. People people think worse of my teams than they actually are. Alex is frustratingly not even close to the bottom, and Patrick is also not even close to the bottom. Okay, so is it Brandon? It is not Brandon, but that's a close guess. Brandon has had some some unfortunate luck. Brandon's Brandon's uh, well, Brandon actually has won the dick like. Brandon's, Brandon's, oh, took, yeah, I mean, Brandon's taking home the dick. I have pictures of him with that deck. He loved that deck. I, 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 it was tough to get the dick back from. You know, he took you know? the dick home, and the next thing you know, his wife was pregnant. I'm just... I Honestly, like, when the day I got the dick back from, he was literally finishing up drying it from washing in the sink. Oh. Like, that's weird, right? That's weird, yeah. Some, something definitely happened with that deck. Alright, I got I got Okay, so, okay. So, let's, let's see. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I... There was some stuff that I went back on, thinking about the fact that you might be prepping me in terms of wins and losses and all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at original, it's 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 chicken nugget. It is chicken nugget. Chicken nugget. Come on, Jeremy. Jeremy has a four sixteen winning percentage. Yeah, I'm looking at. I I mean, in season five, I did kind of like this stat because after five years, so I was thinking of doing like stats of the five years. And that's I'm why like, you look. That's why you I'm, think so poorly of me because my last two seasons, I've, I've I mean, ever, it, ever since the dick has been entered and I got really close to it. Uh, yeah, I've I've stayed away from the dick and I've been in the You've semis. Been I've been, been in the been semis last two years. To the dick. I was one time I was close to the dick. Twice. Nope, just once. Once. Yep. I do remember. I remember I had conversations where you were like... I was in the dick game. You were in the, you were in the dick game. Where not for a Monday night, Demarius Thomas I mean, really, you're third from the bottom, right? And, I, and I'm fourth from the bottom, right? So I No, mean, Kyle's third from the bottom. So okay. you're dealing with old data. I'm de Kyle's I'm had some, some... Kyle's last year. I'm looking at overall. Yeah. I'm looking at overall the current in season five. So yes, there's definitely some, some things I need to probably update on that. Yeah, last, last year Kyle went 2-11. and 11, So okay. he, uh, he dropped a few spots. That's so funny. Worst? What are you saying? All right, all right, Jeremy. Got to pick it up. Don't be training for Tariq Cohen. You know what? Don't, don't go for the hot hand. He's got something we don't have. I mean, a big black dildo in his possession right now? That, and uh, he's also got uh, his name on the plaque, so... Oh, yeah. He's, he's won both, yeah. I mean... You're right. You're right. I'm I'm wrong. I take it back, Jeremy. If you're listening to this, I take it back. You still have the dick, but you've won all, all, as well. So I mean, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds. So and I don't have either of those things, right? So one's good, one's bad. However you want to interpret what's good and bad, that's that's up to that's you. That's up to you. So with the dick, right? That one year, you're gonna you were potentially gonna bring home the dick. Right? Yeah, the first year, I think. Like, what do you think? Like, if you walk in the house now, I'm talking about. Talking about uh, you know, getting older and 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 and, and the, the the party has stopped and you know all that stuff. Like what what hap what happens if you say, honey, you know, I'm, I I lost and and here's this this big black dildo. Would she be excited? No. Would she? So she would be mortified. Yeah, she is. I'm pretty sure she's still mad at me for introducing this, and then she was <laughs> she was extra mad at me that I was like. I was I was a Monday night game away from bringing it home. Oh my god! Like what? Like what was she was she saying? Like hey, you know, DJ, if you bring home this dick, like you you basically got to sleep in like a separate bedroom with the dildo for for the entire season. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but she said like, I better not see that thing. So it, it's a fine line that you have to walk through uh, just to make sure everything's everything's going well and you're you're participating correctly. 
but also making sure you're not getting divorced. So, you know, there's... <laughs> the puts or takes of a big black dildo, you know, it's yeah. pretty good. All right, what, what closing uh, questions you got going on here? Because we're going to have to wrap this up. I'm looking at the app and it says, heads up. You're now recording long-form audio. Certain sharing features will be disabled. I don't know what that means. It sounds like I might need to spend some money to update the app. Uh, so we'll have to just see what happens here when we, when we stop this. All right. Well, uh, let's think of some. Let's think of a couple other good questions to wrap up here and what you got on your stat sheet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down some stats just to save some time. So of our all of our teams, the total number of double-digit win teams. Double-digit win teams. Double-digit win teams. The teams that won ten or more games has only happened five times. Pat, Pat has two of those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the total number of nine win teams has only been three. There's only been three. So we've had eight total teams, or actually it might have been, yeah, that have, like, really, really done well. Wait, the, back that up real quick. So eight teams. Eight teams out of the 60, out of the 60 seasons combined math. Yeah. Only eight of them have won nine or more games. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Well, it just speaks to the parity, which is my next point. How many times do you think uh, a team has finished seven and six or six and seven? Oh God! Like a that lot. that last game, like, that... To, like to, totality, yep. like record wise or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, statistically, we have what seven? This is seven seasons, so six seasons, so probably three or four seasons. So I would say twenty-four. You're you're almost twenty-eight. So almost 24. half half of the seasons people are finished. We're always in that last game. That last game has really mattered the last couple of years. It makes it difficult for for Do to DOS. I'm constantly explaining how that how that wins from the winners and losers brackets. Interesting. That was close. Yeah. Math was there. That's all right. Um, and then so let's let's talk about this we'll end on this note. Um, since it was last draft and we're coming up on it and it's already been taken care of. Can we talk about the Willie Sneed trash can? Oh my god. I really okay, so Here's my problem with the draft, and I mentioned this before. I, I, sh- I can't drink, smoke, before the draft. Like, to an, to an excess, right? Like, I feel as though, like, I'm not Josh. I can't, I, if I do two shots, like, I'm already probably, like, still thinking about, like, you know, oh, what do I have to do after this? Is everything working correctly? Is everything set up? Is everything cleaned up? Like, do I need to do... All these things start blowing in my head. My head never stops, right? So, what was it? Third round, I think last year my strategy was I'm going to try to pick the players that I that I, that I either want um, or the players that I have, like, ranked high, you know, depending on their the nature of where I think they would be. I don't you know? think you took them in the third round. I think it was the third round. I, I want, it was a third or fourth round, right? Because it was either Willie Sneed. It was off. My draft last year fucking sucked. <laughs> it was David Johnson. It was... Uh, Christian, Mc- I think it was Christian McCafferty. No, did I miss? Yeah, I had McCafferty. Last yeah, year. yeah, you had McCafferty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian McCafferty, and uh, I think Will- I think Willie C. No, I'm sorry, fucking Terrell Pryor. That was my third. Pick. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, so either the fourth or fifth you pick was, was Willie Sneed, and then I think it was Corey Davis. Right? It was awful, man. It was just it was it was just terrible. You so 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 place. certainly when I. I didn't, because I, I was traveling a lot. I was traveling those, those couple weeks leading up to the draft, right? Because I was in between jobs. And I did not listen. The one day I didn't listen, so it's me fucking tapping on this, this fucking tote. Did not listen to what was going on in, in, in news, right? So I didn't hear about Willie Sneed being suspended. And when I heard that... You were enraged. I was enraged. Furious. So, needless to say, yes, I... Hit the trash can. I hit the trash can very hard. 
and I dented a very uh, well-manufactured trash can, so I'm just going to say, like, it was a good hit, and, and that's where the Willie Sneed trash can came out. Now, you will notice, when you guys come over, I think I post on Instagram, because the Willie Sneed trash can no longer exists, but it is now, um, like, an R2-D2 trash can. You just wave your hand over that shit, yeah. and it just pops up. The lid just pops up. So, Willie Sneed trash can has been... Um, it was one of my last, you know, wedding registry. Like, we went back to Home Depot to get, like, additional 20% off, and we got a new trash can. So, sorry to Willie Sneed trash can. Willie Sneed did absolutely nothing. That was a... a I, I had a bad draft. I was almost going to get the dick last year. I had a potential to get the dick. You were you were yeah, in the losers bracket. I, I was, I was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. So, hopefully it's not this year. Hopefully the strategy goes a little bit better. Um... We'll see where the picks come into play, right? I mean... I don't think you'll be drafting Willie Sneed this year. I won't be drafting Willie Sneed this year. I potentially could draft David Johnson again, but I don't know. We'll see. Oh, um, okay. So, that said, guys, that's the first part of the of the draft. I hope you guys... In, uh, not the first part of the draft. The first part of the first episode. Hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of uh, banter between myself and the commission of the LEG League. DJ, thank you for... Uh, for hanging out with me on a Monday night, and, uh, you know, you guys going to get into the draft now, and we'll pick it up from there. All right, fellow BASers, to kick off part two of the first episode ever of the BAS Fantasy Podcast, we're going to do the annual selection of the pick order by my one of my favorite people in the world, the person who brought me into this world, my mom. Say hello. Say hello, mom. Hello, mom. There you go. You got it. Now, I only had 11 names in the hat, but, uh, and we were trying to figure out who did I miss. Kyle's opened the paper. My mom screams out. Give me the credit. Josh. Did you put in Josh? So we obviously know who her favorite is. So we'll see, uh, we'll see who the first pick is going to be as she goes and, uh, I love you, Does it. So I have my brother shaking up the names in a hat. Kyle, stop looking at the names. Come on, shake it up. Stuck together. All right. He was putting in his uh, name a couple yeah, of yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so shaking it up the hat for the first pick of the seventh annual BAS League is... Not Josh. Ryan. Brandon. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to do a comment, Ryan. I mean, I can. Who's number two? Number two is... Brian. All right. There we go. Number three. God, you're so loud. That's Number fine. three is Jeremy. Jeremy. The big old dick in the third pick. Oh. Number four. Number four is my boy Josh. My boy Josh. It I was for me, Josh. Josh. It wouldn't even be in this. That's right. Uh, Number next five. Next is Pat. Patrick. I think he has like not five pick every year. Number six. Number six is Alex. Alex. Seven. Uh-oh. Seven is DJ. DJ. Are you in here, Kyle? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping I'm Okay, last. number eight. eight is Kevin. Kevin, Mr. Magic. Number nine. Number nine is Andrew. Where's my boy Kyle? Hopefully 12. I mean, he's in a good spot now. Here he comes, right here. Number ten. Ten is Ben, my boy Ben. OG Jew, right? And oh, didn't get that reference. Okay. Number eleven. Eleven is my boy Kyle. Son of a bitch. Kyle. So if we were is processing that right, Frankie number twelve Q. is going to be Frankie Q. All right. 
Done. All right, guys, that's it. That's the draft order. You can uh, stop listening to the podcast now if you choose to, or we'll go into part two, or we, me and DJ, the commissioner, discuss uh, how this draft order panned out and uh, what we think about where uh, we're going to pick our players. All right, you heard it. There it was, the picks. Picks are in, set, locked. Everyone has paid me will get to hear this episode and be able to understand where they're going to be drafting. For those of you that did not, I guess you're going to be waiting until uh, till the day of the draft. So let's get into the draft a little bit. Do you like how some people try and reverse engineer because they don't pay till like the last minute and then they're like, I figured out where I was drafting. Well, I, I mean, I guess, but how how, how would you how would you figure wait how would you figure that out? You just send it. Hey, where you drafting? <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. Yeah, I guess you could throw out some text messages. So, a uh, little bit of disclaimer. Uh, I guess I'll announce at the beginning of the draft who hasn't paid their money yet, um, or I'll collect that money. I mean, I don't know. I think we're pretty good last year. But anyway, you know, as we as we uh, have just heard what happened with the draft and who's picking number one, who's picking number twelve, and who's picking in between. Still sitting here with uh, with the LOEG Commissioner DJ for uh, for part two of uh, the first BAS podcast. Uh, so we want to get into the draft a little bit. So where do you want to start? What position? Um, let's start with the question, right? Um, you know where you're, you're drafting, right? You're drafting right in the middle of the pack. I'm assuming that's probably not where you like to go in terms of a draft, right? Yeah, I mean, statistics, uh, I believe Mike Clay threw this out here. We're going we're gonna to name drop the Philly people. boy. Philly boy Mike Clay. Um, has put up there on the Twitterverse that statistically uh, more championship teams come from the beginning of the draft. So your um, Brandon, Ryan, and Jeremy stand a good chance to uh, draft the best possible teams and, and go from there. See, I would argue with that. I, w- I will argue that. As, as someone that has had the first pick of the draft in, in, in BAS quite a few times, and it's not because my, my mom loves me very much or anything along those lines. It's mm-hmm. sure luck of the draw. I don't think that's always the case, right? I think you have to build your team. That's why it's a, a statistic. It's, it's a statistic, it's, yes. It's, yeah. not, it's not a hard and fast rule. Yeah, well, what's the number associated with that? Yeah, I don't, what, I don't know. What's what statistics the statistics of winning percentages of the... Of it's the it's somewhere like in like the 20 percentages. Like, like okay, first, so it's first pick has like a 20% winning percentage, like... So you, so you got you got you got a one up knowing the fact that you're you know you're getting players that are projected to perform very well. Well, I mean, think about it. your first three picks are in the top what thirty. So that's potentially three if they stay sets. if they stay healthy throughout the year. Well, yeah. unless they're on your team, or the, I, I or the like... first game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, I, I I will agree that it is always nice to have a good idea of who you're going to pick, right? I feel like if you're in the top three picks, you can pretty much say, here are the folks that I want to be on my team. You can't mess it up, really. It's really, yeah, it's really difficult. Unless, you know, people take Eddie Lacy in the second pick, and then, you know, you have even a better shot at that. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I mean, that was a phone-in pick that he didn't even make. That's true. So, so we'll we'll still, one of the greatest picks ever. And now it's one of the greatest championship picks ever. Eddie's a, dude, this year's pick... Came out great. I will say, the graphic designer Brandon, right? Yeah. Is who's going to be doing the picks going forward because I'm basically volunteering him to do so. Um, I guess he's getting rewarded for having a for having a great picture uh, completed last year because uh, he's sitting at the top of the charts. Gave away the dick, and now he's got the first pick. That's hey man, that's that's how things work, right? Karma, 
karma, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. So, you know, I, I mean, who, who are we thinking? Who are we thinking is going to be number one coming out of the, the, the draft this year? I mean, is, is Brandon going to do the, I'm just going to look at every single website's ADP rankings of number one and make my decision from there? Or do you think he has a, do you think he has a favorite? I, I, if, if he does the one, it'll probably be Tug Early. If he has a favorite, it's got to be, it's got to be one of the two running backs, right? You got, you got your Love Bell, you got your, your Todd Gurley. You, you, you got to look at there because everywhere. Or it could be Ryan Tannehill. It could be Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> you know, I hear good things about the Dolphins this year. Big things about the Big Dolphins. Heads up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hey, kudos to you. I mean, having, having the first pick is great. And, you know, having the second pick, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually excited about that. I'm glad that I do not have the first pick. I do not. I really don't ever want the first pick again. What do you know you. about pressure? I, I I know I know I don't need to know anything about pressure for a first pick, right? I just don't think it pans out. It sounds it sounds great on paper. It's like it's like business travel. It sounds really cool, and then you go through and you're like, ah, it's not that it's not that much fun. Um, but yeah, second second pick, I'll take it. I mean, I'll, t- I'll take I'll take the remnants of Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell. I'll put it out there right now. It's going to be one of those two people. There's no surprise. It's going to be one of those two. people. Well, you realize in the other pod, you you name dropped someone else. So I think you already alluded. Yeah, your either your gamesmanship. Yeah, that was more of a, that was more of a you know where do I fall going into the segue? A little bit of suspense, but uh, oh. I'm not I'm not going to be drafting David Johnson in number two. So moving on, move, moving on. First pick, first top three picks, great to have. You know, best of luck to Ryan, Brandon, and Jeremy, right, in terms of their winning percentage. You have a, you have a boost, so you just have to make another good – how many rounds do we have? 15 rounds? 16 rounds. 16 rounds. Another 15 good picks, and uh, hope your team stays healthy, and you, and you put in the right, the right people the right weeks, and you're good to go. So you have seventh pick, yep. right? Okay, so – I think over the years, we're just looking at this before we started the podcast. You know where you typically you you draft a little bit in, in the back half, you draft a little bit in the middle. You haven't necessarily been at the top the top part. I right? have not seen the top half of the draft. Not seen top half. Of the Maybe draft. I think we didn't go that far back. I, well, I don't have all the pictures on this phone, but. Uh, I feel like I've maybe the highest I've been is four, and that might be stretching it. Yeah, yeah, and the, and even there too, it's you know, I mean four. I say top five is is something something good to have. Yeah, I, I get iffy right around seven. <laughs> yeah, so seven's no man's land basically. Um, but then some people equally, you know, love or hate the you know the back half, the eleven, the twelves. You know, you can there's. I don't know if the argument can be made statistically, but some people like being back there. You know, you can set some runs, dictate some things, but you have to you have to be really be really critical about your picks back there. I just think it's um you know I, I've always I've always thought about like the fact that it's a snake draft, right? That you get you get two picks pretty close if you're in the front half or in your back half. So you can I feel like you can plan your picks a little bit better, right? You always have that first pick. Oh, I know I'm picking. And then your your second pick, you're kind of waiting in the wings, so you you take your time on the first, and then you know go go from there. But mm-hmm. in the middle, though, I'm I'm still thinking like what would I know I'm drafted like fifth, but even so, that's still at the top part, right? In the mm-hmm. middle, I feel is like you're you're kind of like well, you're in the middle, right? You're, you're smack dab in the middle, and it's like okay, I have every every seven or yeah, seven picks, twelve picks, twelve picks, right? So what's the math of that? So you're I mean you're basically yeah. So I, I don't know. I had I haven't looked at the uh, the draft sheets that much to, to understand like how like what players would fall in that spot. Listen, but you typically don't pay attention to like where people are drafting. Just when, what 
players are going in with each round. So if if you look at the sites, uh, generally that is the the DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. Um, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and, you know, maybe, maybe Antonio Brown, but not usually Antonio Brown, uh, sneaks his way into there. Those, those are the four that are, are flying around that, that place right now. So what are you thinking? You're going to do running back, or are you going to do a uh, receiver? Um, I'm going to let the draft come to me, and, uh, make my decision... <laughs> I'm when it comes let there, the draft come to me. Yeah. Really? What would you would you consider drafting a, a rookie like uh, uh, Saquon Barkley in, in at the seventh pick, or, or would you consider drafting a rookie in the first round, given uh, the where you're at? Paul? I mean, um, what's his name? Zeke worked out pretty well for uh, I believe Ben drafted him that year. Um, in the first Len- round, did you draft him? Uh, I think he drafted in the fourth round. Uh, Leonard Fournette worked out pretty well for Pat last year. Um, I mean, granted, most of that was riding Gurley, but, I mean, Pat's team was a monster last year with those two. So, it, and uh, Kareem Hunt, everyone who drafted Kareem Hunt last year was pretty pretty stoked. So, rookie... Uh, yeah, but Kareem Hunt didn't go in the, in the, in the first round, though. Mm, you think so? Depends on the draft. I know he went into in second uh, of some drafts. So, according to MFL ADP right now... Now, you, remember, this is best ball, so it's not exactly... I mean, it's PPR, so it's a good indication. Yeah. This is full redraft. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Any position? Where, is it, where are you seeing best ball at? Uh, well, MLFL 10, never mind. Go okay. ahead. Is it, is it best ball typically? Is that how they, is that how they rank their drafts? I don't I know. I mean, it used to be. I just pulled something up very quickly that I, hear, that I hear them reference on the podcast, so I figured I might as well pull it up for the purpose of the conversation. So, That's good. So you're right. Antonio, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. I, who would you take over either one of those? Oh, I, I mean, uh, AB all day. I mean, I'd, I'd ride up to the, the to the draft board in a helicopter just to put his name on there. So you probably get you probably get one one of those three. I I mean, would you go hotel again? He didn't work out too well. I'm not a big fan. I you know, it um, it did not work out, but I I overcame Odell. Uh, so so that's good. I wouldn't be opposed to a dra- Odell, but I just don't think there's value in Odell right there. No. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe he just absolutely torches the league this year. Maybe that would be great for my for my dynasty league and Eli Manning because someone's got there on the ball, right? Exactly. Nice. How about last pick? How about last pick? Well, how, how do we feel about ha- having the last pick? Right? It's like you're 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 pretty much getting the cream of the crop in round two, but you're you're focused on you know a number of a number of potentials for. I mean, right now we got Michael Thomas. You know, it's nice having. Two of the top receivers in the top twelve. So it's like it's like a Julio Michael Thomas turn, which yeah. is really really nice. Yeah. Then you sit there and watch. And See, like if I were twelve right now, I, I would just draft the board. Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook sounds great to me. Okay, so they, either way, so you have you have your two picks, and then you don't get to pick again for like twenty picks. Long time. A really long time. So it you you can't miss, um, and then you have to. I don't know. Do you pay attention, or do you just wait until it's back to your turn? And you're like, who's left? <laughs> I feel in the earlier rounds you have to pay attention, right? Because that's typically where you build your team. Okay. Right. Um, when it comes to the later, you can you can, you know, take a. But then, yeah, I mean, how many times throughout the draft did we if someone pick a player and then they're already drafted? You know, I mean, I think you have to pay attention. You know, for the most part. I mean, usually it's only Alex that takes that shot. I think Kevin took it once or twice. Yeah, Kevin has taken the shot. I know Josh has taken the shot. Alex, for sure. 
I mean, it's been it. Most of yeah. us are paying attention. Most or, of us are, we, are paying attention for the most part. Or we're uh, entering along into uh, ESPN, which is a gift and a curse. Yes, yes, that's that, that's good that we that we do that now. It makes it a little, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, try to think. From a drafting perspective in BAS, yes. Who do you feel is the biggest wild card outside of Alex? Because that, Kevin. That, Kevin. Okay. Oh, definitely Kevin Chad. You, you you never feel, know. I mean, do you, do you think Kevin is is always trying to think of uh, a way to 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 create some magic on his team? Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I do think Kevin's trying to create some magic or create something, create a buzz or create some sort of value vacuum uh, where he'll, I think one year he drafted like three tight ends in the top five or whatever picks and he's like, all right, who's going to trade me? And then like no one traded him. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think that that should be a strategy to pick up, to keep players in the top, to, you know, at the tight end position and hope for a trade because I, I don't think that they're, you're going to get a lot of value out of that. Um, yeah, no, I think that's an interesting one. I mean, he's always picking, you know, you're always kind of saying, oh, really? You know, when, when, when he's picking. I think other guys that fall into that mix, too, um, you know, in that, oh, really, is obviously Pat, I think, makes some interesting selections at different Pat times. Pat loves him some rookies. Like, yeah, he, he loves him yeah. some rookies. He, he is he is a shoot-for-the-stars type of drafter where he is he is really high on certain players, and, you know, he, go, he, goes, he goes for his gut, man. He goes for what, what works. I mean, you know, and obviously it worked out pretty pretty well for him last year. Um you know he's got his name. He's got his name on the plaque. He's uh, probably you know, enjoying that shit. So, yeah, Frank, interesting one, right? You know, Frank. Frank actually is is pretty pretty solid. Like if you notice that that picture I sent you of the uh, Frank's up there in winning percentage. Frank's I think the third <clears throat> highest winning percentage. So he's got a pretty good idea of what he's doing there. He hasn't been able to take one home, but yeah, but he gets hosed in the playoffs. Either it's either it's injury or non-performing team. I mean, I've seen that over and over again when he's made it to the to the, to the later rounds. Um, but, but I agree with you. I think I think he knows. I think he knows his shit pretty well. I mean, I know he does not a couple of other leagues as well. So, um, who are? Let's try to think. What other what other ways can we look and dissect the league and the way that the people draft? Who are the Who's, who's always the first one to draft a quarterback in our league? The first one to draft a quarterback, I feel like it's it's maybe Frank, maybe it's Alex, or Jeremy. I think Jeremy. I think Jeremy picks quarterbacks pretty. Did you get grab Aaron Rodgers? I think like the past. No, is it? I don't know. Tough, tough throw. I think I think Jeremy picks quarterbacks soon. I would I would say Alex, but Alex tries to be. Um, Somewhat strategic, and it's a terrible thing to say with his name associated to it. But um, yeah, I don't know. Those those would be my my uh, my com my comments on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you typically have what strategies are you aware of, and what strategies do you actually implement during during drafts? Are you a zero RB guy? Are you a zero wide receiver no, guy? No, no. I I feel like I feel like it's important to not draft your starting lineup. Because I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I feel like it's good to have some variety between running back and receiver, depending on how the draft goes, right? I don't think, you know, you see, hey, draft, you know, draft uh, receivers first, or you know, uh, draft running backs first. I mean, I think there's more value if you're going to go in one of those two directions to do running backs, just from from everything that I've seen and heard. 
Um, but I, I like I like to to stagger initially in the, in the beginning. That's definitely my play. I mean, if you looked at the last five drafts I did, I guarantee you I've always had at least one receiver or two receivers and a running back. Like it's never been, I've never done the zero RB or zero receiver strategy ever. I don't I don't I don't necessarily find any value to it honestly, unless you get picks that are just like dropped to you and there's nothing you can do other than pick that player like I just don't see where, where it pans out yourself what do you think um I used to be more of a, a zero RB guy um I think some of my drafts show that but uh I don't know if I can afford to do that this year mm-hmm. I uh I feel like the running back thirst is real this year especially after the explosion of you know Gurley and Le'Veon and We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, I, I still feel like there's good depth that can be had at the receiver position. If you look at every single team, like the, I think there's a lot of unknowns in terms of who's going to be like the key receivers, right? Or receivers. Right, Devontae Parker, Kenny yeah. Stills, Brandon, they're out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we're talking about receivers? I, for some reason I was thinking running backs. Sorry. You said receivers. Okay, I did say receivers. Okay, I, I was thinking running backs when I was talking through. I think there's more depth. Oh, Ken, Kenyon Drake's out there too, Brandon, yeah. don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Isn't Frank Gore at the, in Miami? Right. The inconvenient truth himself. Yeah, Frank he'll Gore. take he'll take away touches from for Kenyon Drake. I've already heard that too that they're actually going to you know, play him more. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I just get so nervous starting your draft off with like because you know what you're going to get in terms of your number one, and number two. Like I feel like it's important to have number one receiver and number one running back that you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Right, and from there it's it's kind of. A little bit, more, a little bit more about where the draft plays. I've also taken the strategy too, as you get into some later rounds, like even like, what do you feel about reaching for players, players that you feel are going to have a big year that you feel as though if um, you don't pick them in this round, that you're not going to get them in the next round. I mean, I feel like that that's a that's a strategy that you know, because one part about your team, right, is you want to kind of root for the players that you like. That's right. Yeah. Draft Day Manifesto dropped today. Did it? You, you, I, oh, I haven't even chance. You, you got to pick that's your team. You got to like your team. So that's something. But I feel like that can also bite you in the ass, too. If you, if you read too much into certain things and you like certain players or you base you know, certain players' stats on what they did last year because, you know, they're, they're not necessarily all repeating it. You know, there's only a couple that you can really, you know, rely on for something along those lines. And then there's always the fact of being in, injured. Um Football is a pretty dangerous sport. Are you in 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 a strategy of making sure that you're drafting like your starting lineup first, right? Like we no, yeah, I no, would, no. I would say I would say not. Who do you think in our league is is more focused on Alex? Alex, yeah, I would say my brother. My brother. You think Kyle likes to fill a starting roster? First? I do. I do. I feel like if 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 there was a streak of three quarterbacks that went off the board. And he was one of the next people, or next five picks. He would, he would probably look at quarterback. He'd get panicked in a in a QB run. He he definitely does. I mean, he, he I think he is he gets he gets he's panicking a lot in some in some of those situations, right? Um, you know, go going going with the hype of the the hot streak. But I mean, that that is something too. I mean, the only position that I worry about with that this year is is tight end. When the tight ends start going, when you pull the trigger on the tight end. When the, yeah, I mean, when the tight ends start going, right? You got. Gronk, Ertz, Kelsey. When right. those three go off, it starts like okay, I need to make some moves, right? You know, I, or I got I got to think about that, right? Because who's the next one coming to board? Graham so you're Olsen? saying you're not going to be drafting one of those three? 
I could. I, mean, I could I could use a different strategy and draft one of those guys earlier. I mean, you see you see a lot of those things too, right? Well, it's where the draft falls. You like yeah. what? What if Gronk makes it? Like, say yeah. Gronk staring at you in the third round. In the third round, if he was staring at me, like on the turn or something, I would one hundred percent take him. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's and that's something too to think about. You know, when 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 do you draft your tight end? You don't know how it's going to go. Lines. Yeah, because I feel like you can get so burned with a bad tight end. I think it's important to at least have some a tight end that you can rely on, or a tight end that you know that's going to at least be some type of mix in the offense. Just show up. <laughs> Just show up. Yeah. Put the points that are not yeah, zero. Yeah, a yeah. non-zero. Exactly. On the we board. are a PPR league, <laughs> so even like even those three catches and those and, and the three catches yards, for thirty yards. Boom. Perfect. I'll Done. Take it. Done. Yes. Top top ten. Um, but yeah, I think that's the that's the position too that 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 scares me the most, right? In terms of like what you know, because a flex position is really whoever ends up being your number five, right? I mean, and, and then shuffling it throughout how things go throughout the course of the season. Um, what are some other other strategies that we have in the draft that you know we have to think about? What about handcuffs? Are you are you a, are you a handcuff guy? You know, you got that run. You got that run. Or does it depend on the handcuff? I mean, it depends on the handcuff. But usually, like if you're picking, if you're picking, uh, I'll say this: usually our league likes to like jock block handcuffs from each other. I've done it. I I know I've done it to some people. I know other people have done it to me. Like they'll they'll take the other person. So our league doesn't let you handcuff necessarily too often. You say jock block? Jock okay. block. So who would you? Who are your who are your targets for jock blocking? Uh, well, I know, I know, I did to Ben. I think Ben's done it to me. We've kind of done it to each other. Okay. Um, I would say uh, Pat likes to go in there and sneak in a handcuff every now and then from people. Um, but it just—I don't even think people are necessarily doing it like maliciously or just—they're just like I, he's the best guy I think on the board. He's got a chance. Like if if so and so gets injured, then mm-hmm. then I got a running back one. Yeah, so. that's what you got to think about. I think it's someone someone potential for the most part, but. Sometimes you just want to be an asshole, you know, too. So I don't know. I don't think I. I don't think I've. I don't think I've really done it. I don't. I don't, I don't think that strategically at that late in the in the game. Because again, I think I'm usually getting getting more uh, fucked up at that point. I'm like losing losing my shit a little bit, or you know, ice, ice, or icing my my hand from hitting something. You yeah. know, I mean. So, who outside of last year's debacle with the trash can? Who 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 are the ones in in the league that are are the most. Uh, passionate about the draft and, and the draft picks and if something were to go wrong. Me me excluded because we've already talked about that in the first in the first segment. I think I think myself, Ben and Tally are pretty passionate about our draft picks. Um, actually that's not true. The 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 question's a little misleading. I think everyone's pretty passionate about the draft picks. Okay, well okay, who 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 has the most antics when uh, when they don't get the person they want or um, Ryan, yeah. I, I mean, there was one. There's only one, one scenario, and and I got who I wanted. I picked who I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. it's not that it wasn't the case. No, but but I think you're the most vocal. If like someone grabbed your guy, like like I might groan or roll my eyes. I don't want to try and give too much away, but you'll like like let out one of your full on like God damn it's like. Okay. Kyle Kyle gets a little little yeah. heated about it. Yeah. Especially like if it's a pick right before him. 
I'm just like thinking of like everyone sitting there with their papers and like you know look at, looking at stuff. So my favorite one is uh, I think we did it to each other. We always sit next to each other draft. Everyone's got their assigned unofficially assigned seats unofficially assigned seats yeah for the draft. And there was one year we were drafted next to each other and we just kept like kicking each other in the dick. I do I do remember that, but it was I think it was more you kicking me in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. Whatever you know, that's 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 fine. I mean, but that's that's part that's part of the draft, and and that's and that's something that at the end of the day you forget about it a little bit later. But you know, I don't know. You kind of you kind of if that player does go off, and you really want that player, and you're one pick away, and you and you, and you see that player week over week having great performances, you're just like, motherfucker, really? Like, <laughs> so I uh, I mean we've all we've all been there, and 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 that and that happens, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. That just just it doesn't matter to me where, where where you're picking. Just like it's so exciting to get like that that pick that you want, right? Or or um, you know getting a player at a good value that you're just like, ah, oh, that's, that's amazing, you know. Or just you know just going through and just slowly building your team. What's I one mean, of your uh, best or most favorite picks that you can remember? Like. Might not have been your first pick, or like maybe it was like a third round pick. You like felt so good about it and really worked out and carried your team. I don't know. I, I I have trouble like remembering some of the stats. I I I guess I tend to lean on the the negative sides. I can remember the bad picks over over the good ones. Um, I'm trying to think like the the ones that I'm just like really real excited about, or, or or players that I picked that panned out. I don't know. There's not there's not really too many that 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 come to mind that I can that I can honestly think about. Really, I mean, I liked uh, the Jordy Nelson pick when he was number one. What was that two years ago? I like I like that pick because a lot of people were I think were down on him at that point. But I ended up trading him anyway for Alex hmm. uh, to Alex for Antonio Brown, and that that didn't necessarily pan out. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't. How about you? You got any 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 memorable uh, slots or, or or years where you're just like, yeah, I just love. Love what it what the end result of my team is because of these picks. I uh, you know what I I like you I, I have trouble thinking about them but uh, one solid one I felt pretty good about is uh, last year I hit uh, Russ and Ertz on my sixth seventh round and they they just absolutely crushed it all year. Yeah. I, I ended up with the number one QB and like the number two tight end at a sixth and seventh round and just almost took me all the way. Almost. What are you gonna do? We'll get there. You'll get there. I mean, you know, if you if you stay in the league long enough, I guess statistically you're bound to win one, right? Statistically, although it's it's equally potentially statistically likely that I won't, since it's you know one or twelve. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we got about what's today? Twenty. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. We got about what? Two months, give or take. Less than two months. Too long. No. Too long. About six weeks. So six weeks to the draft. See how it all pans out. You know, I mean, generally, when you're done your draft, so it's seven seasons now. At the end of your draft, are you are you like, yeah? I mean, despite what Frank's scorecard says, because I do like that feature. I like the fact that he does that, but I I don't think I ever like gotten a really great score. So. I don't lean too heavily on that. I usually look at my team. Like, we've done a number of times. We look at the draft board and we say, this person's got a good team, this person's got a good team, this person's chipped oh, the bed, you know? who's it going to be this year? Who's yeah. going to get the kiss of death? The, the kiss, the kiss the, of death. The, the, the consensus best team coming out of the draft. 
Yeah, and, and honestly, that'll be some. That'll be a topic of uh, of another podcast too. You know, seeing the, the team that's a hot streak and thinking that you know you got the best team, and then it comes down to it that your team actually just all is all injured and a bunch of scrubs. Um, happens every year. Happens every year. I think last year was Tally. I know. Tally, I know. I was, I was looking at Tally's team. I think. I, like, I think Tally did. I was like, damn. Like, Tally like, got the damn. team. I remember saying something in a, in a, in a text message, just like his team is like is nasty. But then you know, again, it just it just didn't you know it just didn't it just didn't pan out. I mean, it's like that shows. Like, I mean, even it's a short season, it's still many weeks. In, you have to have consistency every week, right? And it's like sometimes maybe you don't need the top players. Maybe you just need the consistent players. The yeah. ones that are good, that are that are going to put up and be able to combine get you over 100 points every week. I mean, really, you just you should be drafting the best players. I mean, that's that's what I can say. That's all you got to do is just draft the best players, and you'll be fine. Sure, and, and, and you're absolutely right. But sometimes <laughs> when you think those best players are the best players, they're they're dead wrong. So, so yes, it's a, that is a captain obvious quote for you. Uh, just draft the best players, and everything will be okay. Um, we'll come up on about 30 minutes here. I want to stop it around around that time. Closing remarks. First first podcast here that we've ever done. You know what? What are your thoughts? It went, went pretty pretty smoothly. I, I I wasn't sure if we would be struggling to fill airtime, and I don't think we had that problem. No, no, I think we could probably keep going. But I, again, this thing, I'm not sure how. I hope this publishes. To be honest with you, I hope I when I finish this up, it can be published. Uh, but I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. So, you know, again, league mates. Glad to have you part of the team. Glad to have you part of the league. You know, glad to have you guys all as friends. You know, it's been a, it's been a real journey up to this point. I want to keep this motherfucker going forever, if I could. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Um, you know, I wish you guys all best draft, best. Well, I guess, yeah. We'll be we'll be, we'll be hospitable and courteous at the beginning of the of the year. Um, but yeah, no, DJ. Thanks for uh, spending an hour and a half of your time over the course of this week to kind of get through this. I think going forward, if everyone likes this format, I'll continue to do it with other members of the BAS league. Uh, I don't plan on it being a, an hour and a half spectacular, um, but I, I I would like to get um, interviews with everyone and kind of shoot the shit and you know the the, the bashing and the shit talking and all the fun stuff that can come to that. I think will be a, a good time. So. Yeah, DJ, closing remarks. So it's on you, Commission, Commissioner LOEG. I'm going to uh, borrow some brilliance and uh, just do what uh, I'm pretty sure every single one of us listened to and just be like, peace out! That's all we got, boys. Until next time.